Hi everyone, and welcome to the Flip Side Podcast. We're so excited to have you here with us. We both work as youth ministers, and we're just realizing that there's a need to discuss the challenging and important topics of our faith. We also want to give you more than one perspective, and that is why we are called Flipside. Whether you're Catholic or not, we invite you to join us along for the ride. And so without further ado, welcome, welcome to, to Flipside. Flipside. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode three of the Flipside podcast. Once again, I am Katie and I'm joined here by Jeremy. And we are so excited to have you with us. Jeremy, can you tell us a little bit about how your week has been going? What's been good? What's been hard? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, No, this week's been good. Pretty chill, honestly. Yesterday, I got to babysit for some kiddos there were like four of them and that was like probably the highlight of my whole week to spend the whole day with four children and just (laughs) them going crazy the whole time uh so that was really fun um oh we also started school this week so like having my office get exponentially louder because the middle schoolers are back in session (laughs) it's so great it's great Um, it's been hard this week this week's honestly been really good. I guess tired. I've just been like really tired post summer. Like yeah, that's real. It's nice to get back into a rhythm, but now I'm just realizing like, oh, that was a really tiring summer, and I need like five years to sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's so real. That's, that's how so I've been. real. Yeah. What about you, Kitty? How have you been? What have been some goods and bads from this week? Yeah. Um. Let's see. This past weekend, I got to go to um family camp which is a new thing that our parish is doing. We joined with one other parish in the archdiocese, and basically it's youth ministering families. So we had all the families, uh, or well, whatever families decided to come uh, come out to this camp. Um, we had talks for the moms. We had talks for the dads. I umpired, I think, like six hours of wiffle ball over the weekend. Um, That's amazing. It was super, super fun. It was just really cool to see what youth ministry can be because it just felt so like authentic and so wholesome because uh, it's not like you're worried about um, making sure where the kids are because their parents are in charge of them. You just get to live life alongside of the family. That sounds so nice. It was so cool. It was so beautiful uh, and very relaxing like by a lake and oh. got to drink some coffee. It was great. It was great. I'm sorry. You drank coffee? I did. Do you I... mean you drank creamer with like a splash of coffee? No, I mean I drank coffee with a little bit of creamer. I've I'm converting slowly but surely to wow. the coffee side. Yes. I thought I could make it through college without coffee and I did make it through college, but I've not made it through youth ministry. Yeah, you're not. Coffee. That's impossible. Yeah. Yep. Um, let's see, hard part of the week. Um, nothing's been too hard, I guess. Um, I'm starting grad school or I started grad school this <laughs> week. Um, and I had a brief moment of panic brief several hours of panic uh where i was like how am i gonna balance all of this you're nuts katie but then i actually just started doing the homework um yeah. and it's been really cool and really fun to learn the good stuff so that's so impressive i just started i mean i haven't really done too much of college i think i've done a year of college but mm-hmm. last year when I was starting out in youth ministry I was like oh I could take some classes and yeah the semester that I had done before that I was working technically 
three jobs. Oh my gosh. And full-time school. And it was Oof. fine. Like I can manage it all. Yeah. But then working in youth ministry full-time, I was like, I cannot. I was drowning so much in just undergrad school full-time. Yeah. So it's I hard. can't imagine how you're doing grad school. Well, I'm only taking like two classes. So it's a little bit more manageable. It's Fair a enough. little bit more manageable for sure. I could not do more than that. Awesome. Good. Well, let's transition into our topic for the week. Uh, We are going to be talking about prayer, uh, about the importance of prayer in our lives. Um, And then we really want to give you some practical tips on how to have um, a prayer life or how to build up your prayer life. Because I think so many times we hear like, yeah, you need to pray, but we don't actually understand how we're supposed to pray. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we just wanted to give you a little bit of um, a prayer workshop, quote unquote. Um, We do want to start with this disclaimer that both Jeremy and I have been through like two week intensive spiritual boot camps as part of missionary training, um, as well as lots of other spiritual formation in our lives. Mm -hmm. So these are not things that we just like pulled out of nowhere. Um, And they're also things that we don't expect you to already no, because it took a lot of training and consistency and seeking out these answers mm-hmm. to get to where we are. Yeah, no, like that's a really good point. And I also just like want to articulate this, like I'm a convert to the faith. I only started taking my faith seriously when I was a senior in high school and I'm 24 now. So do the math because I'm not good at quick math. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I've, you know, had a handful of years praying Um, And I still like sometimes struggle of like, wait, how do I do this? Um, I think we can get into this rut of overthinking it. But the beauty of prayer is that it's just so simple. It's really just a relationship with the Father, um, with God and walking with Him. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, our goal is not to um, make this something super complicated or for you to take everything that we say and follow it like this super strict prayer routine we just want to introduce you to um like the concept of prayer why it's important and then walk you through a couple different methods of prayer and then give you some practical tips so that you can take what works for you and go from there so jeremy do you want to speak a little bit on like what prayer is so disclaimer there are so many beautiful aspects to our faith um but i see such a clear divide There's people who lean more traditional and people who lean more charismatic. Um, We're all Catholic. We're all seeking Jesus and we all love him. Um, There's no need to be this divided. Um, So don't be pressured to pray in a way that you don't feel called to pray. Um, Any authentic form of seeking the Lord um, is honored by him and he loves you for it and he wants to get to know you. So if you receive a lot and you feel like God is calling you to pray, pray through journaling, do it. Um, if you feel like journaling is stupid and you're not going to get anything from it, great, don't do it. Um, but I just think it's so important when talking about prayer is to encourage you to not put down other people's ways yep. of worship as well as don't put down your own ways of worship. Authentically seek the Lord and let's just be Catholic and love the Lord together in the ways that he's calling us to. Yeah, so kind of what I was saying just a second ago is prayer is ultimately a relationship with God. Um, It's so much more than just a checklist like, oh, I have to do this prayer today or I have to say this prayer and I have to get the words right. 
Um, I think we can very much overcomplicate prayer, but mm -hmm. it is so simple. Um, it's letting the Father get to know your heart and you getting to know his heart. And that can look like a variety of different things. Yeah. Um, it can look different for everyone. And it even looks different in my own life, like amongst different seasons. We're going to dive more into like the practicals of prayer and like how to pray. But just that that little piece to note is that it is so unique and it is so personal it isn't a checklist it isn't this big convoluted confusing thing it's really simple it's walking with the lord beautiful beautifully said everything he said i agree with <laughs> um so we want to talk a little bit about why prayer is important in our spiritual lives because i think so often we hear like oh yeah you should pray but we don't ever actually really hear why um, and the why is also very simple, but it's that God is a person um, who loves deeply and you can't get to know a person if you don't talk to them. Uh, you can't be in relationship with somebody if you don't speak to them and get to know who they are. Um, and we need to know who God is. He's our father. He is the source and summit of everything in our lives. Mm. And if we don't get to know who he is, then we are completely missing the point of the Catholic faith because the church exists to help us be in relationship with God. That is the point of Jesus coming. <laughs> that is the entire reason for everything. The entire point of all of divine revelation is that we get to know God and we can't get to know him if we don't talk to him. It's, it's that relationship, it's that personal experience, and there's so much that comes with that. Um, but the, the other thing that I want to note on about prayer and kind of where we're going to be going with this today and like why it's important, um, kind of like Katie was saying, it's G like Jesus, God, he is a person, he is a tangible person, and he is real. Um, and you don't get to know somebody without interacting with them or hearing about them or talking to them. Um, and that's why prayer is important. Um, because to authentically get to know God, you have to take the time to get to know him. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what prayer is. And prayer can look like a, like we've said, and we will probably keep saying in this episode, prayer is so different for different people and in different seasons. Um, there's a few different types of prayers that I feel like we should note on. Um, today, we're going to be mostly focusing on personal prayer and how to um, experience the Lord in your personal life and in your personal heart. Um but there's several different forms of prayer, um, one being like universal prayer, corporate prayer. Um, that one is so beautiful, and I think it's so important to partake in. And that could be something as simple as praise and worship with some friends or in a group of people, um, but also mass and liturgy of the hours. The thought of worshiping in community, and there's tradition in that too, but it's not one tangible thing. It can go from praise and worship to the beauty of the mass, um, to liturgy of the hours. Um, today, we want to focus on how important it is to be taking our own personal prayer time and how to find God in our own personal journeys. Um, Katie, do you want to talk a little bit more about some ways that we can do that? I definitely do. I do want to make this point. We are going to be talking a lot about personal prayer, and that is absolutely vital to our spiritual life. And we have to um, be praying personally and having an individual relationship with the Lord, which we'll talk about here in a minute. Um, but it's also really important to note that theologically, the Mass is the most perfect prayer, and we cannot undermine the importance 
and the role of the mass in our spiritual lives um because it is it is the most perfect prayers when we are most closely united to the father through the um, reception of jesus in the Mm -hmm. eucharist Mm -hmm. it's important to understand that i'm sure we'll do an episode on the mass at some point but for now just know the mass is really important it's the most perfect prayer we would be remiss if we didn't say that in the episode on prayer but now we're going to talk about personal prayer Jeremy, do you want to start us off with just kind of explaining the pray method? Yeah, so the pray method is one amazing way to pray. Um, it maybe not be the way that is helpful for you, so take from it what you will. Um, but pray is an acronym. Um, each letter stands for something different. So the P in pray stands for praise. It's so important to thank God for his goodness and the ways that he's working in our lives. And that's what this step is for in pray. To praise God, it can look like many of different things. You can sing a song of praise and worship. You can say all of the things and list all of the things that you're thankful for. But ultimately, that's what the P stands for, praise. Yeah, and then the R stands for reflect. Um, And ultimately, that's just reflecting on the way that God's working. That can look like a couple different things as well. Um, Maybe reflecting on scripture and what God is trying to speak to you through that scripture. Or maybe you're reading a spiritual book and you're wanting to reflect on the reading from that day or whatever that looks like. Um, that's what the R stands for, just time to reflect. Um, and then the A stands for ask. And this is a time to really be petitioning the Lord for the things that you need in your life. Um, God wants to give you the desires of your heart. Um, he wants to give you the things that you need. Um, so be bold and don't be afraid to ask for the things that you need. Um, God, like, help me do well on this test. Um, help me drive safely to where I'm going, help, you know, a family member of mine who's sick, whatever it is. Um, the A is to ask and to be bold. And so that brings us to the why of the pray method. The why is arguably the most important part of the pray method and in prayer in general. It's ultimately what it stands for is yield. Um, and to say, God, like, here are all the things that I've prayed about, all the things that I want and need and think I need. But ultimately, your will be done. That line that we say in the Our Father sums us up perfectly. Not my will be done, but your will be done. So God, do what you want to do. Yeah, so that's the pray method. And like I said, that's just one way that you can pray. Maybe it's not for you. Great. Try another way. Um, Katie, do you want to talk about maybe Lexio Divina, about how that can be a helpful way of prayer? Lexio Divina is an ancient way of praying with the scriptures. It is very, very traditional, um, but it's very, very beautiful. And it really helps the scriptures to come alive. Um, And the goal of it is to, in many ways, put yourself into um, a Bible story or scripture um, and allow the Lord to speak to you. So there's a few steps to it. Um, And in the first step, Um, Lexio, you are reading this particular scripture verse. Um, You pick somewhere in the Bible that you want to read. Um, The Gospels are a really, really good place to do this. Um, And you slowly read through it, um, looking for what sticks out to you, Uh, kind of just being open, listening to the movements of your heart as to what is sticking out to you. So you would read through this a couple times. just kind of being being open. So the next step of Lexio Divina is um, meditatio or meditation. And so in this step, you are going to um, quiet yourself and um, just kind of 
think about what stuck out to you and think about what the Lord is maybe trying to say to you in in that moment um, or in that verse. So maybe you will think about what the context of this particular word or phrase that stuck out to you is. Maybe you will think about how it applies to your life. Um, but really, you're just taking some quiet time to to meditate and to think about, okay, Lord, what are you trying to say to me here in this particular word or phrase um, that stuck out to me? Um, the next step is oratio, which is pray. And so in this, you have the opportunity to talk to the Lord and to kind of respond um, to what maybe was said in those previous steps. So um, often this will look like saying like, okay, Lord, um, I will surrender my will to yours, that thy will be done, that is so, so crucial to the spiritual life. Um, we're really just talking to the Lord about whatever it is that came up during that time of meditation. Um, this method is very similar to the pray method, but it's a it, it's a little different. Um, and then in that last step um, is contemplatio or contemplation. And in this fourth step, um, my priest always, when he guides the kids in, in Lexio Divina, he, he always says, um, this is your opportunity to just look at God and let him look at you. And it's just sitting in the Lord's presence, letting him love you, you loving him and kind of that um, communion of hearts in a way of just sitting with the Lord um, in, in love and in silence, um, just being, being with him. So that is Lexio Divina. Another beautiful and traditional way of prayer is Liturgy of the Hours. Um, and I could talk about this for so long and there's so much to it. And you can take classes on how to, uh, how to learn all the different aspects of Liturgy of the Hours. Um, but ultimately, so it's split up into, there's seven different parts, seven different hours to pray Liturgy of the Hours. Mm -hmm. um, very watered down. There's, you know, you could pray in the morning, daytime prayers, evening prayers. There's a lot to it. Um, but it's another beautiful way to be connected to the church, um, our universal church, because priests all around the world are praying these prayers um, at specific times. And it is another amazing way to be connected with the Holy Church and to um, take in the readings of each day and to digest scripture yeah. um, and to be united in prayer. Um, so Liturgy of the Hours is an amazing way to pray. And again, we'll link a lot of these resources in the show notes. Mm -hmm. um, but there's some apps to help pray with, like learning to play, pray Liturgy of the Hours. A great one that I use is iBrevery. And great that app. makes it so digestible and so simple. Yeah. Um, but there's also like Word on Fire has really good resources to learn mm -hmm. Liturgy of the Hours. Um, but yeah, so there's, there's a tons of resources out there for you to learn more about these things. We're just kind of running through a lot of ways to pray. Um, and we'll do more episodes in the future about diving into certain ways. I will say really quickly on Liturgy of the Hours, just in my own personal experience, I thought it was really dumb when I first started praying and I was like, how could anybody find anything fruitful in this? You're just reading Psalms and saying the same prayers. But mm -hmm. as I've gotten older and more um, in my faith, I have found such beauty in the tradition and in the order of it. And I actually have had very profound moments in prayer through Liturgy of the Hours. Yeah, just to speak into it, like I've had examples and encounters with these, all of these forms of prayer. Um, but kind of like, yeah, like what Kitty was saying is it did seem super boring and like, 
oh, I'm just going through the motions. Like, why are we praying liturgy of the hours? Um, but I lived in a household with a bunch of other men and we would wake up at like six in the morning and pray morning prayer. And there's something beautiful also like in the sacrifice of waking up and praying the liturgy of the hours and making that effort to meet God in the tradition and in the order. And like, he just speaks beautifully through it. Mm -hmm. um, so I also super recommend liturgy of the hours. Um, Kitty, we'll just touch briefly on this, but do you want to talk a little bit about journaling and how that could be helpful in prayer? I will because journaling is my favorite way to pray. Um, I have a very, um, I, I have ADHD and I'm a very um, easily distractible person. Um, and so when I go to pray, um, and I just want to speak to the Lord. It is very hard for me to just sit and think to him. Um, so with journaling, you can actually write letters to him. And mm. people journal in a lot of different ways. Writing letters is kind of my preferred method of journaling. So really just writing out my stream of conscience to the Lord um, and being like, hey, Jesus, here's how I'm feeling today. Here's yeah. what I need help with. What did you mean by this in the Gospels? You know, really just writing to him other people i know when they journal they'll just jot down key points that they get from their meditation mm -hmm. silently other people will maybe draw pictures hmm. in journaling um there's a ton of different ways to pray pray with journaling um, and you can really do whatever best suits you but i highly recommend journaling um because a it um it does help keep you focused um if you are easily distracted um, but B, it also gives you a record of what you and the Lord have talked about, because I know that the Lord has done, I've been praying pretty much every day for the past five years now. Um, and the Lord has said and done a lot in me and in my heart in those past five years. But because I also have a really bad memory, I would not know half of what he's done and what he's spoken if I didn't keep a journal record of pretty much every time I've prayed for the past five years. Yeah. And so I have a shelf full of journals um, of almost everything that the Lord has ever spoken to me in the past five years. And that is awesome. That's so beautiful. Because I get to go back and say like, oh, wow, the Lord really was working here. Or wow, he said that to me. I forgot. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's like profound moments in there that I totally forgot about because of the craziness of life. Yeah. That when I went back and looked at my journal there, I had it. Um, and so the Lord can continue to speak to me through what he's already said years ago. Um, so I cannot recommend journaling enough. Um, I will bring this one little practical piece of advice into journaling. A lot of my high school girls get really stressed out about journaling because they think they have to finish a full page every time they journal or they can't cross anything mm -hmm. out or they have to use the right color pens or they have to whatever. And I just want to tell you that that's really dumb. Um, sorry, teenage girls, you are not dumb, but you're idea that it has to be perfect is silly yeah. um because you don't have to be perfect to come to the lord and he does not give a rip about what your journal looks like mm. <laughs> he just wants to talk to you so don't worry about making your journal look perfect or super aesthetic or whatever just write yeah just talk to jesus yeah something to add on that too is i love journaling and i think it's very helpful for me for a lot of similar similar ways as it is to katie but for me also like I, it holds me accountable because some days I'm like, oh, I don't feel like praying or, you know, I, mm -hmm. I'm, I mean, we're all sinners and we've yeah. had those feelings of like, oh, I don't want to pray right now. 
Um, but then I've also had those moments where there's been a couple days where I haven't prayed and I go to open my journal and it's like, oh gosh, like the last date that I have. And it's like, frick, I didn't pray for the past few days and yeah. I can see it and I'm forced to face that. Um, so it really is an amazing tool to help keep you accountable in prayer as well. But I will so. say, yeah, it, it can be stressful because you feel like you have to be perfect. I struggle with that of mm -hmm. like, oh, dang it, I crossed this out or oh, my handwriting is messy there. Um, but that's another tangible way to see like, oh, God doesn't care about us being perfect. Like he just wants us to come to him. Exactly. Um, yeah. He's honored by every time that you show up and that you pray. Um, so I, I also recommend journaling. For me, the last thing that I'll say about it is it really, really is helpful for me um, to be thankful when I'm journaling because yeah. I, for me, my thing is like, I write out lists of every single thing that I could think of, of like, I'm thankful for this, like the clothes that I have, the, you know, everything. I just write out all the things that I'm thankful for. And also for the people that I said I'd pray for, because those are two things that I forget to do is to like, thank God for things and to pray for other people. So to like have that pen to paper, it's like, oh yeah, I remember this. I have this. Good to know. Mm -hmm. um, Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. So I think some other important things to know, we'll just move more into like the practical aspect, not even practical aspects. I don't even know what to call these. <laughs> yeah. Practical helpful tips. Yeah. Some helpful tips for prayer. Um, I think it's so important that we make time to pray that we don't just like find time. Um, so schedule it into your day. Like when you're thinking about, oh, what am I going to do tomorrow? make sure to start with like what time am i going to pray at yep. um because you, sh you should build your day around your prayer time not try to squeeze it into your day and for some people it's helpful to pray in the morning for some people it's helpful to pray at night put that in your schedule so you know when you're going to pray like be consistent yeah like be consistent in your prayer and make that time to pray one beautiful thing that the catechism says is that we can't pray at all times unless we pray at specific times, mm. like forming our hearts and training ourselves to pray is so important yep. for growing in prayer. Absolutely. And again, like Jeremy said at the beginning of this episode, things will look, like your prayer will look different in different seasons. I know for a long time, I absolutely had to pray first thing in the morning and my day did not go right if I didn't journal first thing in the morning and that was like I wasn't yeah. going to pray if I didn't journal first thing in the morning now as I've gotten older and I work at a parish and I have a full-time job what my prayer life looks a little bit more like now is I'll go to daily mass a couple mornings a week and that is my morning prayer and then um I'll go to adoration you know a few evenings in the week or I'll journal at home um in the evenings or you know pray a rosary mm -hmm. with when I'm driving or things like that, you know, and again, your prayer life will shift as the seasons of your life shift, but you have to schedule it in Yeah, and you have to make that time and I think not it, finding it. Sorry. Yeah. And I think it's once you have an established prayer life and that you have experienced the fruits of prayer and the benefit of prayer, you can then, you know, it can be a little bit more flexible of like, oh, I'm going to yeah. pray in the evening today or I'm going to pray in the daytime. Yep. because you know that you are going to. I think at, when you're starting out in prayer, yep. you have to be consistent to training yourself that it's important. Yes. But once you've kind of, I guess, in a sense, bought into prayer and the importance of it, then, yeah, there can be more flexibility in your prayer. It doesn't have to be so rigid, obviously, but like, it's for me, it's like working out. Like, if I don't 
physically like go to the gym or work out yep. at certain times or schedule that out, I'm never going to do it. Yeah. Like if I, I don't need to talk more about that. You know what I mean? Um, and in prayer is this, is the same thing working our, working out our spiritual health. You need to be consistent with your prayer and to be patient with yourself. Like again, same with the gym, but like if you, you're like, ah, oh, this is just too difficult for me. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I don't know how to journal. I don't know how to occupy my time when I go to adoration. I don't know how to hear the Lord or speak to the Lord. Like it's easy to get discouraged, but just remember to be patient with yourself. Like God does not want perfection from you. What he wants is consistency and he wants your authentic heart. So remember to be patient with him because you can't listen to God's voice if you don't know what it sounds like. You aren't going to know him if you don't take the time to get to know him. Kind of like we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. You just need to show up and to talk talk to him. Yep. And the more that you talk to him, the more that you will learn to hear what his voice sounds like. And the more you will be able to discern like, oh, that's just me thinking. Or, oh, mm -hmm. no, that's actually a prompting of the Holy Spirit. And it sounds very vague, um, but it is very true that the more consistent you are and the more that you are attuned to hearing his voice, the more you will be able to recognize what is him and what is not. Um, the other thing that I would say on that um, it, in terms of consistency, um, and I was just talking to a good friend of mine about this. Um, a lot of times our spiritual life will go through ups and downs and we'll think like, Oh, God is pulling away from me or, Oh, he decided to show up today. Like it's about time, Lord. Um, and, and he seems inconsistent, but it's actually um, our own human inconsistencies that make him seem inconsistent. Like mm. it's the own like movements of our heart um, that we might not even be able to tell are happening unless we're very, very, very attuned to our spiritual life. Um, but that ebb and flow within us that might make the Lord, Lord seem inconsistent, but he's not. He is ever present and ever faithful. And that is such a comfort because we know that he is, that he is there always. We just have to turn back towards him. Yeah. Um, I think we'll move now into just some really, really practical tips to help pray. Obviously, one thing is put your phone away. Like you don't need to have these distractions out um like so put your phone away or things that you have that are distracting you put your apple watch on do not disturb or take it off even um mm -hmm. just like getting rid of those physical distractions will help you to enter into prayer so just get rid of those physical distractions when you go to prayer yep next is find a comfortable position um i think sometimes we think we have to be kneeling to pray well that's not true um it helps sometimes, but I mean, I know even for me in the Adoration Chapel, I think that the chairs are really uncomfortable. So I sit on the floor in the back against the wall, and that is how I pray. And I actually don't pray as well if I'm sitting in the chairs because I'm distracted by how uncomfortable I feel because uh, my feet don't reach the floor. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, no, that's true, though. Like Getting rid of even that of a distraction will help you enter into prayer. Yep, exactly. Um, something else is like find a focal point, something to focus on, whether, you know, there's a painting or a, a crucifix, like look at that, pray with that. Something else like that's really practical is find something to focus on. Um, it'll look different for a bunch of different people. But for you, if like getting you into the mindset of focusing on prayer, maybe it's 
um, putting your AirPods in or playing a worship song that'll help you enter into prayer. Or maybe it's reading a particular Bible verse. Um, or maybe you're in a place that has like a beautiful holy image, yeah, like a painting or a crucifix or like a focal point for you to physically look at and sit in silence while you're entering into prayer. But just like find something to help you enter in to that mindset of being focused on the Lord. Another super practical, always invite the Holy Spirit to come and be with you and ask um, our Mother Mary to protect us as you pray. Always start your prayer with the sign of the cross. Um, the devil is terrified of the name of Jesus alone. Um, mm. And so scare him off yeah. before you start praying. Yeah. Um, another thing is like, be open and honest with the Lord, like regardless of what it's about, like just be blunt with him, be super honest with him because he knows what you're thinking and what you're feeling. So you just need to be honest with him. Uh, one honest, angry prayer is worth more to him than thousands of empty praises. Um, I just wanted to touch a little bit on this cause I'm so passionate about this. There was a, there was like a two and a half year stretch where I was struggling with some, um, pretty serious, like internal physical health problems. And it was really affecting me and how I would interact with other mm -hmm. people and how I would do my job. And I was so angry and pissed off at God. And I was like, God, why the heck are you calling me to, you know, live this life of being a missionary or going and talking to a bunch of different people and living kind of an exhausting lifestyle? Yeah. If you're going to have me go through this physical torment, yeah. I was so annoyed with him. But like, I didn't shy away from that. Like I told him that because he deserves our honesty. So like, just be honest with God, whatever you're feeling, like don't push that away because that can help you to become more resentful towards God. Just be honest with him and talk to him. Let him have it because he can handle it. Absolutely. And the one caveat, caveat, the one additional thing I have to that um, is that you have to be, if you're going to yell at God, you have to be willing to listen and hear what he's going to say. Um, and it's kind of like the difference between yelling at somebody because you're mad just for the sake of yelling mm -hmm. versus like opening a dialogue with somebody that you disagree with. Um, I know that I've been in like friendships in my life where we're disagreeing and we're just disagreeing for the sake of disagreeing. Neither one of us is actually caring what the other person has to say. And that's when you know that you've actually like given up on the relationship. Um, on the flip side, <laughs> I've been in friendships in my life where we're having a disagreement, but we're both open to like actually getting to the root of the problem and hearing what the other person has to say. And that's how you know the relationship actually means something to you. Um, and that is what we need to be like in our relationship with the Lord. If you tell God that you're mad at him about something, like do it. He can take it. He's strong enough. Um, but if you want to actually have a relationship with God, and if you want to hold up your end of the bargain, you have to be willing to listen to what he has to say. And you can't just scream at him for the sake of screaming. But also just like, remember to be gentle with yourself. Like Katie said earlier, we both received like a two week intensive on how to pray when we were receiving training to be a missionary. Um, but we and we like we've led retreats and we've been on so many retreats since then. And we've had, you know, spiritual directors and people who are guiding us in prayer. And like we still struggle with prayer sometimes. We don't need to be perfect. Right. Just because you don't feel like you have it all together in prayer, like doesn't mean you're not like God's not delighting in you. Mm -hmm. Like whatever, just showing up like God delights in that and seeing you. Um and if you fall off like the prayer wagon, like if you struggle to pray and maybe you miss a day, um, 
just remember like the hardest day to pray is the day after you didn't. So just do it, just get back to it and like give yourself grace and like remember that like, yes, it's difficult. Yes, there's a struggle, but like showing up and like getting to know God is what matters to him. Um, I personally have struggled a lot with prayer when I first became Catholic and even now. And like, there's been some times in my life, like there was a season where I didn't pray for like two months after becoming Catholic. And I was kind of lukewarm and didn't really appreciate God. Um, but he was still there with me. And like, he used that season to bring about so much healing in my life. I would love it if you guys could remember um, that prayer does not have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be super, super intellectual diving into, you know, all of the theology. Um, if that's you, that's great. If it's not you, that's also okay. Um, prayer doesn't have to be anything beyond a simple conversation with God. It is a movement of the heart towards heaven, and you don't have to make it something super stressful. You just have to make it a part of your routine. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing that everybody listening to this is um, at least a teenager, if not older. Um, and that means that you all can dedicate at least 15 minutes of your day to the Lord. Um, and that's my challenge to you um, as we finish up this episode. Take 15 minutes every day. That's 1% of your day. Take 15 minutes every day for the Lord. And I promise you, if you do that consistently for the next month, 15 minutes a day, walking with the Lord, being open to what he has to say and actually giving him a chance, your life will change because he's big enough to take care of you and he's big enough to handle whatever it is that you're struggling with. You just have to let him in. Um, So that's a very brief overview of prayer. Um, Prayer is one whole pillar of the catechism. So there is so much more that we could talk about. And I'm sure that we will have more episodes on prayer. But for now, this is Prayer 101. Um, We'll link some helpful um, resources in the show notes. Um, So take a peek at those. The last thing we'll say is Jeremiah 29, 13 says, If you seek him, he will be found by you. The Lord is waiting to be found by you. You just have to seek him. So pray every day, seek the Lord, and he will be found by you. This has been Flipside with Katie and Jeremy. Bye. See ya. I I think we're done. I think we're done. Thank you guys for listening. Again, my name is Jeremy. My name is Katie. And we'll catch you on the flip side. side.